Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Green Mountain Dental Group. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, today we heard from Carl Durrell, and uh, we're going to go through everything we learned there. Um, a little bit of an update on Alex Fontenot. Uh, I think that's about it for real newsy stuff. And then uh, also talk about the UCLA defense and what to expect from the Bruins on that side of the ball on Saturday at 5 o'clock Mountain Time when they play the Buffs. I think that game's on ESPN, too. Um, but first, I want to tell you guys more about Green Mountain Dental. Green Mountain Dental is the place to go for any of your teeth cleaning needs. Uh, they're so good at what they do. They get great reviews. It's a family-owned dentistry. Uh, they're huge Colorado sports fans. And it's conveniently located just 15 minutes away from downtown Denver in Lakewood. Uh, there's so many reasons to pick Green Mountain Dental, uh, but my favorite is that if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, you can get yourself a free Sonicare toothbrush. That's a great deal. Don't pass it up. Again, if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group, you'll get yourself a free Sonicare toothbrush. So take advantage of that. Okay. So Carl Durrell this morning, uh, today was the... Uh, press conference day, that's what Tuesdays are, um, and, and that's in a normal year where everybody goes up to like a conference room and uh, asks all the questions. That's when you typically get like all of the reporters, not just like the three or four of us who are there on any given day, um, but like 20 or 30 or sometimes more than that, depending on the situation, uh, from all around Denver and Colorado and all of that. Since it's virtual, uh, there were more national reporters who were able to jump on the call. Um, and so it was, there were more questions about like big picture stuff and um, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, he said that he's excited to play, that it's good to finally be able to do what they're there to do. Um, it's been great for everybody's mental health. Um, from the players and the coaches to be able to get back out on the field after thinking that they wouldn't be able to. Um, and he said that there was a different level of appreciation. Oh, what a, I said that word horribly. Appreciation uh, now because of the situation that everybody's been in. Um, uh, he was asked about Alex Fontenot, of course, and apparently Alex got hurt late last week um, and he's not going to be able to play. Uh, it's disappointing for everybody, including Alex, who really wanted to come back uh, and, and kind of defend what he did last year. Um, but Carl did say that it wasn't going to need surgery. And 
he said that he wasn't totally sure if he'd be back this season. Um, it seems like they're still pretty early on in trying to figure out what the timeline is going to be. Um, but, uh, you know, he said that they'd be happy to have him next year if that is how it all plays out. Um, so that really is disappointing. Um, they're hoping to have him back at some point this season. That's the line, which sounds a lot better than the way I said it. There we go. Um, everybody's going day to day. That's just kind of have to deal with this season. Um, noted again that they're back in their dorms and their apartments. They're no longer in the hotel. Um, and so it's back kind of in all the players' hands to not get sick. Um, and that's not going to be easy to do. Uh, he was asked about the Pac-12 conference. Um, and he says that he's encouraged by a lot of things about the Pac-12 that makes him think that the conference is going to be just fine. You know, uh, he noted in particular the number of minority coaches that have jobs in the Pac-12, more blackhead coaches than any other conference in the country. And uh, he also said that he's extremely excited about all of the coaches in this conference, and that's what makes it so exciting for him going forward. You have this many good coaches, good things will happen. Um, I was going through the Buffs media notes for the week last night, and uh, only one other school in the entire country has had three black head coaches like Colorado has. And uh, that is Stanford. So there's a little fun fact for you. Um, I was talking about Sam Neuer, uh, said that Sam was kind of surprised when Carl told him that he wanted him to switch back to quarterback uh, this spring. Um, he mentioned that they lost uh, Blake Stenstrom. Uh, Carl said that he never actually had a chance to talk with Blake, um, that Blake was adamant about leaving. Um, but it was not hard to convince Sam. Mike Chandler, who we talked a little bit about yesterday, the uh, fourth-string quarterback, true freshman out of Texas that I'm really excited about. Um, Carl said that he's tried to emulate Dorian Thompson-Robinson in, in practice. Uh, it's tough just because Dorian is so good um, that Dorian, uh, he's very accurate, and sometimes that gets forgotten because of all the other skills that Dorian has um, talked about the special escapability um, and said that he's going to be a very very dynamic player and one of the better quarterbacks in the conference uh, talking about Jarek Broussard who was uh, the starting running back in place of Alex Fontenot on the death chart that was released yesterday um, Carl said that Jarek got better every day of camp didn't miss a practice, had a couple of scrimmages where he was really good, um, and that you can't underestimate his strength. And I think that that's an important note. Jarek is 5'9", 185, I think. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a speed guy. But um, sometimes those shorter running backs can be deceivingly strong. Um, and it sounds like that might be what's going on with Jarek as well. Uh, so that's a good little note since we haven't seen him because he's had the two torn ACLs. Um, um, and then Carl just said, you know, it's a young, hungry group, but Jarek was the most consistent out of all of them in camp. Um, let's see. Uh, he said that he hasn't really brought up being at UCLA with the team this week, 
it just really hasn't been a talking point. It isn't trying to get everybody fired up. None of that. Um, he talked a little bit more about UCLA when he was asked if he thought it would take this long to get a second chance as a head coach. And he said that he always thought that he'd get another shot. You just had to continue to learn and be around good coaches um, and that he's made a lot of stops and he's learned a lot of things. Uh, spoke a little bit in particular about his last stop, which was with the Dolphins where he was a receivers coach. He was promoted to assistant head coach uh, just before he took the Buffs job, and that was under Brian Flores. And he wanted to say that, you know, you can see the Dolphins turning around that program right now, um, and that it was great for him to get to watch that, and uh, that this job just opened at the right time. Um, he said that he thought that they did about the best they could do with UCLA, and they think that they can be better this year. Um, or maybe not this year, but with this program this time around. Um, another note, he just mentioned this, but it's not something we've talked about in a while. But remember that this was where Carl planned on retiring, was in Boulder. Um, I think he said that they'd already like bought a house out here um, just kind of in preparation for that before he'd even gotten the Buffs job. Um, kids were born here, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so he still really is emphasizing that this was just like the perfect opportunity for him. Um, talked about expectations. He said it's okay for people not to have high expectations for Colorado, but the team is eager to show they can compete. He's excited for the players to get that opportunity. Uh, they don't want to be mediocre anymore. They want to be successful. And he said that that was something that they told him right when he got there. He didn't even have to like bring it out of him. Uh, so that's where the mind's at. And then the last note from this is on Christian Gonzalez, the true freshman cornerback who's listed as a starter on the depth chart. Um, and he said the reason that Christian became a starter was his consistency um, and that it's rare for somebody to digest this defensive system that quickly. There aren't many true freshmen who do that. Um, he's very talented, in particular, the size, the speed, the mindset. Um, and Carl says he's going to continue to get better. He, he came in, was able to digest information that t t freshmen typically struggle with. Oh, actually, one more note on Sam. Uh, he said that his maturity has been his biggest strength and his age. Um, he, he can digest information. You know, he's, he's already graduated. He knows the terminology. And he thinks that a lot of the confidence that he has comes because of his age and because he's been around so long and he just feels comfortable um then said that he's very good operationally and that uh, he expects him to grow throughout the season and also noted again that he does want to get some time for tyler um tyler lytle if the opportunity arises all right next up got to talk about breckenridge brewery uh, breckenridge brewery is the place to go for your favorite colorado beers uh, the Strawberry Sky, the Colorado Core, the Avalanche Amber Ale. There's so many great beers that you guys should check out from Breckenridge Brewery. It's a local brewery, but you can now find their beers in 36 different states. So no matter where you are, there's a good chance that you can find Breckenridge beers near you. Uh, to see if that is the case, you can go to the Breckenridge Brewery website and find the beer locator which will tell you where exactly you can go to try whichever beer it is that you do want to try. 
Uh, so get on that and make sure you support uh, the official beer of DNVR. Uh, the season is in full swing and the action is still unfolding. So head over to DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. With so many great storylines across both professional and collegiate sports, this is the time to check out all that DraftKings Sportsbook has to offer. If you haven't tried the app yet, head to the App Store now because you do not want to miss this. To celebrate Sunday's action, DraftKings is ensuring all new users up to $100. That's right. You bet they cover with risk-free Sunday betting. This weekend, Denver is taking on Atlanta in a clash of two high-flying offenses, so get in on all of the action now. On top of those great sign-up offers, DraftKings offers great odds boosts every Sunday to help you make it rain. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code RAINBOW when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is ensuring your Sunday bets up to $100. That's right, you bet, and they cover up to $100 when you use promo code RAINBOW during sign-up. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older, Colorado only, risk-free coverage, paid out in site credits, Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Uh, the defense of UCLA. Um, again, there's a reason why I think that UCLA is in the bottom tier of the Pac-12 South. I think that if you want to say that Colorado's four and UCLA's five and Arizona's six, you can say that. If you want to flip it, that's cool too. There really is a pretty clear separation in my mind, though, between those three teams and then the other three teams, uh, USC, Utah, and Arizona State. The reason why UCLA is so low is because all they really have is Dorian Thompson-Robinson and they're kind of baking on him to turn down the turnovers and put even more on his plate this year, like we talked about yesterday. If you want to hear more about the UCLA offense, we talked about that at length on Monday's podcast, so be sure to go back and check that out. Defensively, also just not much going on. Um, they ranked, I, th I think, 113th in the FBS last year in total defense, you know, total yards allowed. Um, that was about the same as how they ranked the year before. I think maybe they were like 109 the year before. And there isn't too many, too much reason to think that this is going to change in year three for Chip Kelly. Um, same defensive coordinator, same 3-4 defense. Um, but there is one little tweak, and that is this. Uh, they hired... Navy's defensive coordinator to be, was it Navy or Army? I think it's Navy. Yeah, Navy's defensive coordinator to be their new passing game coordinator, but kind of like defensive passing game coordinator. It's a confusing thing because so many offenses have passing game coordinators, um, but you just don't see that with a defense very often. Um, and, and the reason that they do that is because he's going to come over to uh, L.A., and implement this 4-2-5 defense. So they still will be mostly like the 3-4, four, 
um, in, in the base situations, but because teams spend so much of their time in the nickel, that 4-2-5 in a way will kind of become another base for them. Um, they say that it gives them a bunch more versatility. Um, it, it is kind of modernizing that defense a little bit. I think they call their hybrid linebacker in that one their striker. Um, I think that's what they call it, something with an S. Um, and the idea is you can send pressure from more directions. They're going to be more aggressive. They're going to play tighter coverage. They're going to get up on guys. And we'll see how it goes. But like I said, personnel-wise, there isn't all that much to like. Um, the defensive line is basically the same as last year. You know, they do have some veterans there. Um, we'll get into some of the particulars in the next couple of days. Um, but Osa Odigazua is uh, returning for his redshirt senior year. He's the anchor of that defense. Um, they also have Otito Ogbenaya uh, next to him. And uh, the defensive line is solid. I would still take the buffs over what UCLA has. But that is definitely the strength of their defense, which is a bit of a problem for the buffs. But the, the reason why UCLA's defense as a whole isn't all that good is because there really isn't much else outside of that defensive line. Uh, the linebackers are gone. There's a bunch of guys in there. Nobody knows what to expect. None of them have really spent much time on the field, which is kind of crazy because a lot of this UCLA defense is back. I think they said that there were, was it nine? Uh, yeah, nine players on this defense that played in at least 11 games last year. And so they do have a lot of pieces returning, none at that second level. All just question marks right there. And then in the secondary, they lost a couple of pieces as well, including most notably Darnay Holmes, who's now playing for the Giants at cornerback. Uh, he was a five-star recruit, very just like upper echelon, all Pac-12, all that kind of stuff. So losing him at cornerback is big. Uh, they do have one safety that's worth keeping an eye on in Quinton Lake, uh, who I think we've talked about before a little bit on this podcast. But you know, that's kind of how things shape up pretty strong, pretty stout up front, get real thin at the second level. Um, they have one all pack 12 caliber safety who might be able to salvage that secondary, but they were giving up over 300 passing yards per game. Now the buffs didn't take advantage of that. I think that Steven Montez finished his game against UCLA with under 200 passing yards. Um, and you know, passing isn't going to be the buff strength early in this season. Um, and then you look at the defensive line and say, okay, can you run through that? You know, you like the matchups you get the second level, but you got to get there. Um, I, I think that the buffs offensive line should be able to handle the defensive line. Um, I think that they should be able to generate running lanes. And from there, you're off to the races. But the question really is what happens um, when the buffs try to throw the ball? Because, the Buffs receivers should be getting open. You know, you just look at the talent that both teams have at those positions, the experience that those teams have, which is crazy to say considering what the Buffs have at receiver in terms of experience. Um, but you have to look at those matchups and say, there will be opportunities to throw the football. 
Can Sam Neuer capitalize on those in his first career start? Who knows? Who knows? That's why they play the game is because we just have no idea what's going to happen. Um, but the matchups do seem pretty favorable. I think that when you look at the bus having the ball, the, the, the key is going to be what happens with this offensive line against this defensive line um, because those are the strengths, really, of both of these two teams. Uh, if they can protect Sam, make things easy, let him have some time to look around and make good decisions, I think that the Buffs are going to be just fine putting up points. But if they struggle to protect him, if he's on the run, uh, that's where things start to get ugly. And then obviously in the running game as well. Um, so yeah, I guess this was a pretty quick rundown compared to what we did yesterday with the offense. Um, but we'll get into some more of the details in the next couple of days. Tonight is going to be my night to go through and read the uh, UCLA packet. Um, what they have to say about this season. We'll talk about like their five Bruins to watch and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for today. A little bit shorter podcast again. Um, but tomorrow, I believe we'll hear from both of the coordinators. We'll hear from uh, one of the players. Don't know which one. I'll talk about all that stuff. We'll dig deeper into this matchup. And we will be three days away at that point from the game. Uh, so excited. Glad you guys are here with me as we go through this. And, oh, wait, I should check for questions. While I check for questions, uh, let's talk quickly about Strava Craft Coffee. Um, if you haven't tried Strava yet, now is the time. Uh, we are selling Strava Craft Coffee down at the DNVR bar. Uh, check that out if you get a chance. Um, it is really good. Um, but there are also a bunch of other places around Denver where you can try Strava Craft Coffee. Uh, Carbon Cafe and Bar, Drip Denver, Slow High Coffee, Blue Sparrow Coffee, Max Market. There are so many options to try the best CBD-infused coffee out there. So make sure you give it a run, because even if you don't think that there's anything it can help you with, there's got to be something. There's For somebody, there's something, or for everybody, there's something that CBD can help them with, whether it's anxiety, back pain, any of that kind of stuff, it's at least worth a try. And the best part is you can get 20% off your first order if you use the code DNVR20. Uh, you can also get 20% off every single time when you subscribe to a product um, and get that product delivered to your door every two, three, four, six, or eight weeks. You'll get 20% off every time. You can get uh, grounds or beans or K-Cups or so many different things. So make sure you get on the Strava Craft Coffee website, check that stuff out, and uh, check out Strava Craft Coffee. Okay, comment from Ryan J112111. Ooh, a lot of ones. Hank, well done for jumping in over a year and diving into the buff program. It's clear you've done your homework. I haven't ever commented, but I figured I would. Only questions. Do you think we will get an updated death chart before November 7th? So this is from last week. We did, and uh, we talked a lot about that. Um, I think there's one more in here that we want to get to. I'm not seeing it. I'll double check and we can get to it tomorrow. Um, yeah, that's going to do it for today. I will be back tomorrow with another show. Uh, see you then. I think they like my Colorado swag. Cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really care.